Hi guys, this is Farin. And this is Jeffro. And you're listening to, to the, the Sunshine, Sunshine Talks. Talks. Hi guys, welcome to the Sunshine Talks. Today we're on the second episode of our podcast. And we've decided that to make it easier for everyone to understand, we're going to carry out our podcasts in interview style moving forward. So today we have Jeffro as the main speaker and I'm going to be asking him all his questions. And our topic at hand today is happiness. How can we be happier? So, Jeffro, tell me first things first. Why is being happy important? Hey guys, I think that's one of the big questions that we would have going around. Um, this writes on the topic right after depression. It's because it would define the way we do things and it also sort of directly impacts our productivity level as well. That is why being happy is so important and a lot of people um, don't seem to be able to do things the way they want to uh, and they seem to be lost it's because they are always constantly trying to find ways to be happy but not knowing why they need to be happy all right so now having established why being happy is important to you could you maybe tell us what stops people from being happy or just generally being happier people in day-to-day life? Oh, that's also another fantastic question. The easiest way to put it around is we as humans, um, we are so comfortable doing what we do, which makes us stop changing. Sometimes we are so absorbed into what we do that we forgot what makes us happy and we just continue doing that despite it not being happy and one of the biggest reason is I, I could see some um, previous colleagues at work they're not really happy in doing what they do but they don't know anything else and they're not willing to try therefore they just continue indulging into their um, unhappy work and they go about you know being stuck at where they are that's definitely um, one of the biggest stopper another one would be uh, not being clear with what you really want in life um, so having no purpose or having no sense of clarity someone blocks you from moving forward because you don't know where to go should I go left should I go right should I go front should I jump because if you don't have that kind of sense of clarity you would not have any actions towards anything at all and if you don't know what makes you happy you stop doing anything else you just continue doing what you do which is the unhappy things all right do you think there's anything else that stops people from being happy? I do. I mean, we are also influenced by the people around us. And sometimes when you want to do something happy and people give you a sort of remark that is not favorable, that sort of stops you from continuing it. Right? One of my, one of my personal experiences is that um, I've always liked being in front on stage. But when I was much younger, um, I've received comments like, you know, Ah, Jeff, you're being in the front, you're a limelight stealer, you know, you, you're just like an attention seeker and all that. And worse, I was actually called an attention whore at one point. Yeah, so that made me stop doing that. And uh, for a very good long time, I was actually just behind the scenes. I didn't want to be in the front. So the point is, people could actually influence what you do. So, having spoken about being happy and, you know, the obstacles that you have faced and the obstacles that people face, what does being happy mean to you as a person? What is happiness to yourself? 
Mm, this is actually a very good question. I mean, what does happiness uh, mean to me? Personally, being happy is just being satisfied, um, being able to do what I love, not having to worry about what people say about me. And being happy is just basically I'm able to do what I like um, and can continue doing that without any worries at all. Okay, so how do you think we measure our happiness on a scale of 1 to 10? How would you measure your happiness? Currently, I would say at a solid 8 to 9 because there's always something more that I want to do that I have not done yet and that motivates me to do more. Uh, I'm probably at a 10 when I've done all the things that I have on list and then I would want to do something beyond that list. Okay, and having said that you're an 8 to 9, which means you're pretty close to a 10, <laughs> how does a level 10 of happiness look, sound, or feel like to you? If you could compare it to something, what would happiness at level 10 mean to you? Well, I've, I've actually imagined being at a level 10 uh, a while back, and I think um, the best way to actually put it into a picture is that if you could imagine yourself right now being in a place where you absolutely not need to worry about things at all and it's people yourself uh, and basically just do what you want to do go to places that you want to go without having to be too conscious about um, what you do what you say and all that basically it's just being yourself at a hundred percent all the time additional question do you think we could realistically maintain our happiness at a level 10 constantly or is a level 10 something that maybe comes in bursts once in a while or maybe once a week or once a month how would you see it realistically i think that's a very good question as human we are definitely bound to have all sorts of emotions happiness sadness anger upset frustration and we cannot escape of that i would be lying to you if i said that i am 100 percent happy all the time but happiness is a state of mind where we can decide if we want to be happy about it by just changing the way we look at things because if you want to get into that happy state it's just basically switching a couple of thought processes uh, looking at things differently and doing something that makes you really really happy okay and how do you recommend to people that are listening to you how do you recommend them to gain the ability to raise their happiness levels to possibly a 10 or close to a 10 here are the three things that I think would make anyone happier in a very short period of time and I, I don't think it takes a lot of effort but it does take a lot of thinking at first first you need to know what makes you happy and knowing what makes you happy will allow you to basically do the things that make you happy and that leads to point number two do things that we love I don't I've never actually come across a person who says I love doing things but I don't like it at all or I'm not happy with it right so Personally, if I do something that I really love, that makes me happy. And for myself, it's basically training and coaching people. And when they realize and they see things from a different perspective, and they have this glow on their faces, that makes me happy. And I love doing that. Mm -hmm. The third thing would be to go to places where you're celebrated, 
for what you do and who you are. So whether it's a workplace, whether it's a school, whether it's a neighborhood, you got to go to a place or you got to meet people who likes the way you think, who likes what you do and generally likes who you are as a person. Would you reckon that as a population or a society or even in workforces, would you reckon that we are not happy enough? Um, I don't think people are genuinely happy with what they do at work or why they are at work in the first place. They do it out of obligations and that obligation doesn't align with what they really like. So not many people are happy while only a small small little percentage of people truly are happy at their workplace so you see these guys and they're very easy to spot you see them gleamingly coming into work you see them shining you see them smiling and laughing and pouring their energy onto others while the, those people who do not like being at work they're sulky they look forward to only weekends and they dread a, when they see monday Right. So yeah, there are a lot of people like that. If, if you could relate to that or you've seen people like that, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um what do you think happens to people when they are not happy? What happens to them as individuals? I think they would be very unproductive. They start doing things for the sake of just doing, but not for the purpose behind the action itself you know it happens all the time without putting the extra mile and people who are not happy they seem to be lost uh, in space right while they may be in the room they may not always be present with you and while they are standing there telling you that they're excited they don't look excited when they say they're happy their face are not showing a happy face and I think people who are not happy they feel like their life is being sucked out slowly day by day and you can see that glow around them slowly disappear day by day as well um, people who are not happy would have no aspiration at all they would look forward to a weekend but then i mean when the day comes they have no plans for it they're not ready for it and when an opportunity strikes they don't know what to do it's only because they're not excited and they do not have a purpose behind that what do you think happiness does to a person's health as well as what does it do to the relationships around it so not being happy what does it do to our health and our relationships okay so being happy it, it changes the things around us as well and the people around us is because being happy we we have this positive energy when you're happy things uh things looks different like for example if you're happy you would see half full glass rather than a half empty glass um, so when someone makes a mistake you look past that mistake and you you are more forgiving in that way but if you're unhappy or you're sad or you're angry and stuff when someone makes a mistake you yell at that mistake I mean generally if you're not rational enough but emotionally when you're at that particular state nothing looks good right so everything is on the negative side of state and that is genuinely very damaging whether it's relationship or whether it's productivity itself so i think being happy has a lot to do with people um, and the way we work with people the way we talk with people as well our tones are very different right the way we view things are very different could you imagine this when you're at your happiest and when something goes wrong 
what is the first thing that you think about? Now, people who are happy, they generally have a higher optimism than people who are not happy. And what about health? Right, right, right. Yeah. So I got carried off on that. Um, so on health part, while your physical is a different condition, um, being happy itself sort of influences that physical bit. For example, um, if you're feeling unhappy, you're feeling sad and all that, your body language says entirely opposite. You don't stand straight, you slouch, you you crunch. When you're happy, your posture is a little bit different as well. And when it comes to if if you're happy doing something you do, you, do, you don't feel that tired. You continue doing it because of the passion or the love that you have for the things you do. But if you're, if you're angry, you do things very slacky, right? And you don't feel good. You sort of, you feel body ache. Is it really body ache? Or is it that mental state that triggers that body ache, right? Try dealing with someone who's sad. Are they prone to falling sick, right? Try dealing with people who are happy. How are they all the time? Don't you think that they look very, very different, physically very different from the other people? That's my take on it. Okay, that's a very interesting that thing that you mentioned about um, posture. It's something that's very obvious and yet we sometimes don't notice it. Um, Alright. Now, we live in a world of Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and whatnot. How do you think social media affects our happiness? In my opinion itself, I think people are so easily going into the negative state that social media only paints one side of it. And it's so much based on what people like. And to me, and what I've seen so far over the years as social media grows, is that the negative news grows so much quicker than anything else. When someone does a mistake, that goes viral when someone creates a negative scenario that goes viral. Now, I'm not saying that these news are bad. It makes us aware. But then again, look at the comments that goes along with all these news. Do you see people talking positively about it, you know, trying to change the things? Or do you see people riding with a wave, adding more fuel to the flame? And that's what I see. A lot of people, they go on that road where... If it's negative, they add more negativity into it. Uh, it's not the technology that is a problem. It's not the platform. It's just that the way we react with social media. The other thing is that media, as we all know, has started being a trend. So a lot of corporates start jumping into social media to sort of build attraction and to gain traction as well. And that, that is not entirely wrong. But what I feel should have been done better is that you should really paint reality rather than one facade of it. I'll give you a good example. Um, when it comes to painting about war, right, stopping war and stuff, they usually associate a certain country, I'm not going to name what it is, but you'll probably be able to see, with bombings, with terrorism, with a lot of bullies, right? But in actual fact, is the entire country doing that? Or it is just a perception that they're trying to paint to you to ask you to buy into something or to spread a certain message itself. Another thing is how the world is, right? How digital could be. We made it so easy that people think that, you know, if you have the next big thing, you could just drop out of college 
and be the next successful entrepreneur. Now, is that really a fact? Is it so easy to, to do that and then be successful? No, it takes a lot of work, right? Facebook wasn't a overnight success. It takes a lot of planning, a lot of heated arguments, a lot of brains behind it. Okay, so the last question that I have for you today is, and it's something that people should be taking away from this entire talk, is what can happiness do for us as a society or for a person as an individual? If we go on the right path to looking at, so, um, at happiness and we know what happiness is to us, and I personally think that every individual would have their own definition of happiness. And if we pursue that, then that would be very different, right? And, and what I mean by that is, rather than pursuing a figure, say for example, everyone wants to hit a certain target in life. But if your target is to hit a million ringgit, if your target is to be richer, and I think that is not wrong, but it's a little bit superficial because what are you gonna do about it when you're there? Like, is that going to make you happy? Is a million dollars going to really make you happy? Rather, I would think of it as this way. If you can find the purpose of actually hitting that and that makes you happy, then chase that, right? For myself, personally, I love coaching people. I like helping people out. And I would do that even for free. But recently, what I do, people pay me for that. And that that takes me to a whole new level of happiness as well because when you're getting paid to do what you love that sort of satisfaction is beyond describable right i i wish i could share what i felt when when i got that check but you gotta you you'll definitely know it when when you have something like that right so some people they love cooking and eventually people pay them for their cooking they become caterers and they become fmb owners and stuff for some people, it's about design. So it's not so much about the money behind that because I believe if you do what you love enough and you become really good at it and you choose to monetize it one day, the money will come anyhow. So don't chase the money, but chase what makes you happy. Yeah, and if society were to do that completely and we are all educated to do that, I think that would significantly change the way we communicate with each other, the way we react to certain things, and the way we portray ourselves as individuals. Yeah. Okay, that was a lot of questions that I asked you about happiness today. Um, I think those are all the questions that we have for this session. And our next podcast will actually be about how does our happiness affect others. So I really hope that you guys stay tuned and listen to our next podcast. And in the meantime, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Farin. Bye. Bye. And this is us signing out. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening in. Subscribe to us for more of our talks. Thank you once again. And this is the Sunshine, Sunshine Talks. Talks. Yay.